what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget uh, my boy uh, Jonathan sits over there who is absolutely deaf. Uh, <laughs> at least I didn't see you doing this. You know? Nah, man, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I might be catching up with him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, hey, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely but frigid Kinston, North Carolina. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, January the 17th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is episode 1003. We're in four digits now, dude. Four digits. <laughs> there you go. It's episode 1003 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenora Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. We've got another great show for you here today. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm just going to get into one thing I've realized, you know, I turned 55 last week too. I've just, I've had an amazing you, week, dude. It, I'm telling you. got a lot going on. Is I'm just going to tell you what I think. And I got to tell you something, Michael Martin. You smell good, dude. Thanks, brother. I mean, Thanks. when I hit on you, as you know, oh, wait a minute, let me put my ring back on. I mean, I was, you know, I still can't type with this thing on, dude. What? I can't type. Dude, I type, I guess humble brag, whatever you want to call it, but I type about 90 words a minute. You know, I mean, dude, bear in mind, I was in newspapers forever right, and all right. that, but I can type about 90 words a minute. What I'll end up doing is, you know, and I don't look at it when I type it, you know, I'll be looking at something and I'll look down and it looks like it's a completely foreign language because... For whatever reason, the ring, man, it's pulling my, it's pulling, it's pulling my other, my, my last two fingers, my ring finger, my pinky finger off or something. We need, we need to get you a signet ring on the other side to balance you out. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that. I could wear one of my a little uh, pinky ring action for you. That wouldn't be bad, but I wonder if it would be too much. You know, I've got, have you ever seen my state championship rings? Well, see, I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far because I think that's that would too pull, much. I think that would pull you to the right. So, you know, I think uh, it's all about balance. All it about is. Balance. All, so you're saying don't wear the state championship rings? <laughs> I, think it, I, think it may, I, may, I think it may cause you to list to the right. <laughs> there you go. I'm listening to the left right now. Listen so to the left. There you go. But that voice, that's Kenson's Renaissance man sitting across from me right now, Michael Martin. And I've, uh, I've actually not been outside yet this morning. Molly, it, I think we're going to get into Molly here in a little bit. This, yeah. Yeah, uh, and she just didn't want to go out this morning, and I, hey, uh, hey I didn't fight it. Those either. days are behind you, <laughs> man. Let me tell you something, dude. Those cats, or you know that one cat that was sitting there. Did you see him when I he did. came through? I did. He didn't even try to go outside this morning. It's raw out there. But I was about to say, give us the. So uh, here's here's what's crazy. So um, for those of the of you that don't know, Brian and I live on opposite sides of the golf course of okay. Kinston Country Club. And on my way over, so I get in my car this morning, uh, start my car, letting it warm up a bit, 20, 24 degrees on the, uh, on the thermometer in my car. And, uh, I head out to come over here 
And there's a gentleman that lives at the end of your street here that was walking his dog in shorts. 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 And I was like, it, you know, it's just a different neighborhood on this side of the golf course. Y'all are tougher than we we're, are. We're, we're a little rougher you over here. Rough <laughs> over here on this side. But, uh, shorts. That Please tell me he had shorts, short sleeves on, walking though, his right? do- Shorts, walking his dog. He did have a jacket on the okay. top. But, I mean, those stems had to be frigid, bro. <laughs> how much, How fast would you have to be walking? Uh, you know what I'm saying? To keep dra- yourself warm enough. I've been enough. dragging that damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> For the, first, for the first time ever, but Dude, uh, that but no, awesome. it was crazy. I was like, "Did you salute him as you went past?" See, that's what I would have probably done. Nah, with just I, been like, I stepped on the gas. I thought it might be you know, <laughs> Walking Dead type thing going on on this side. Of the we neighborhood. got some of that over here on this side of the neighborhood. Oh, oh no, no, I'm not supposed to tell you that, but uh, that's nah. awesome. But Michael Martin, you just heard his voice. He's going to be with us here throughout our whole first hour. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Then joining us in our second hour is going to be a first time guest to the show. But I've known him for a long time and. If you're an ECU basketball fan, you definitely know no who doubt. he is. No doubt. Cy Seymour. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm the excited ECU. I'm hang around for a minute. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, ESPN Plus uh, basketball analyst. He was on the radio side for years and years and years. And I got to tell you, I met Cy. In fact, I was trying to, and I'll have to ask him when I talk to him, um, but I think it was in 2006 because his son, Todd, was a pitcher for the LCC baseball team. They went to the World Series. It was the right. second time they yeah. went to the World Series. And he and I sat together up in the press box in Millington, Tennessee. And, I mean, I'm not saying I got to know him, but, I mean, you know, you, you sit in the press box and watch. Well, especially w- while watching your kid play. Yeah. I mean, that gives you some insight to who that person is. Well, he was uh, – it was a blast, man. I had a lot of fun. I'll never forget that trip. And we had dinner a couple of times together uh, in that four or five days that we were in Millington, Tennessee. And uh, I, it's someone that I have thought about trying. We're, you, you know how it is. I mean, you've got thousands of them, too, of Facebook friends. Uh, sure. Facebook, wait a I'm doing air quotes here. Facebook Precisely. friends. Precisely. That, you know, and we've been Facebook friends. And he'll like something of mine every once in a while. And I'll like something of his every once in a while. And it just I've thought about it for a while of having him on. But uh, we saw each other at the George Whitfield thing, uh, and uh, congratulations! And by you. the way, um, it was a lot of fun. He's a, in fact, he was inducted yeah. in 2019. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so uh, we we chatted for a little bit. I got to thank Lynn Hartzell, a mutual friend of ours too. Lynn Hartzell was one who basically set this up. Tell you what is fun. You've been doing it for months now, dude. Yeah. You know where you? No, I mean, I and I, dude, you know how much I appreciate it, dude of setting up guests and bringing guests in here or us calling mike schilt was <laughs> at the thing he was inducted and was in fact you're gonna love it. yeah he was inducted nice. george whitfield's nice. hall of fame in That's fact awesome. george whitfield's been doing this since uh well he's been doing the baseball camp since like 1972 but he's only been doing the hall of fame since 1984 so he starts setting this up he's like uh have you been to one of his ceremonies before? i have not i, I didn't and, and that's something that it, I've got to do because you do. It's it's awesome. Well, you're going to love this because it, it sort of is close to you. So we're sitting there, and he said he starts doing his little introduction. He's like, "Well, this is the first time we've ever had a major league manager be inducted into my Hall of Fame." Wow. And he starts building it up, and I'm like, "Who could? <laughs> who could exactly?" I'm like, "Who could it be?" And then he starts going into Mike Schilt, and I'm like, "What? What?" And then on top of it. Mike was sitting behind us in the row behind us. That's okay. awesome. So, That's you know, awesome. they, you know, he finishes a little read and, you know, everybody starts clapping. And I, in my peripheral, I see somebody <laughs> stand up behind me. And he had been behind me the entire ceremony. He had That's no awesome. idea. But I talked to him, you know, I mentioned you, and I was like, 
can we get you back on the show? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So I figured that's what we'll do. You already had Cy squared away for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe next week we'll yeah, get uh, awesome. Mike back on the show. Uh, which a message. Uh, I did a little white line. I said, uh, uh, I th- how did I put it? I said something like, uh, Mike Martin. Maybe I even maybe I didn't even white lie. I was like, Mike Martin would want me to tell you hello. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah tell Mike no hello. About that. He did no say, tell you hello. And that's, that's awesome. not a white lie. That's so awesome. there you go. That's so awesome. consider yourself said hello to from uh, Mike Show. But how cool is that? That That's awesome. Uh, tell you what, you talk about the class, and I, I you probably saw what Chris Hatcher put up. Oh, on, I did. Uh, I did. I mean, Hatch is full of it, man. He's the longest tenured Major League Baseball player (laughs) in Lenore County history. And we've had seven players make it to the Major Leagues here from Lenore County. And and Hatch is the longest tenured. So for him to say, oh, if you want to feel like you haven't done anything, he wasn't wrong. But he was talking about this guy, okay? And I've got two thumbs firmly (laughs) pointed at myself because I'm telling you, dude, dude, the Wake Forest baseball coach was inducted. The Campbell baseball coach, coach was inducted. The Virginia associate uh, head baseball coach uh, was inducted. I, I like I said, Hatch Thurman Pate. I, I don't oh, know how yeah, well you know that, Thurman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thurman Pate was inducted. I mean, he had about about I think twenty seven, twenty eight inductees, maybe a couple more, maybe a couple less. And dude, you talk about I, my was about three quarters of the way through. He mixes them up. He doesn't do them in alphabetical order. He just he mixes them up, and then that's how he does it. And I was listening to all these other people. Uh, my dear friend Kelly Lynn, who I think you met, yeah. uh, Kelly Lynn and her husband Brant came in uh, to the ceremony. And uh, like I said, just my best friend since I was 13 years old. And, you know, all these other people. Uh, I mean, dude, there were like four or five former Major League Baseball players, all these people, the, just all these great things. So I leaned over to Kelly and I was like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, they're talking about all their stats and all that. And I was like, yeah, wait till you hear my baseball stats, okay? <laughs> Career 175 batter. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I was going to make up some great ones. Dude, if you're going to be inducted into George Whitfield's Hall of Fame, you better have some great stats, you know? Nah, but, like, I think that's where you go the other way. Like, so, you know, I mean, everybody, you know, career, you know, 320 batter with, you know, 217 home runs. I would be like, you know, nah, I was a career one, 142 batter with uh, a, a career double and uh, about two RBIs. And, I mean, you got to lean into it. Yeah. Lean you into see that it. little rat bastard cat right there? I do. I do. You see how the carpet's torn out from under the door right there? Look at it. Now he's meowing at yeah. us. I mean, he knows where he wants to be, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so that, he really does. That's, that's a man that knows his home. Uh, let me tell you something, though. That cat right there, man, he is, he's is—he's got more personality than 80% of the people I know. Okay, His name is Stormy. Lives and, a life uh, of luxury. Yeah, <laughs> I know you, we got headphones on, but you know every time you see his mouth open, he's yeah. meowing oh, at yeah. us, right? I also see him glaring at you. So. <laughs> he, is glaring. Well, he wants some breakfast. Hey, Linda, Stormy wants in. So, Ma, uh, meatloaf. <laughs> 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 So, uh, got Mike Martin in here. We've got Cy Seymour in our second hour. And I, again, I can't wait to talk to him. One of the good dudes. Have you ever had a chance to talk to him before? I have not. I'm You're going to love I'm it. excited about this. I'm now, excited. I'm going to say this, and I say it with all love, respect, admiration, everything. He is one of those guys. You ask him a question, he'll go. I, I, in fact, I'm going to set the over-under if we have him on for about 20, 25 minutes or so. Three I, questions? <laughs> I was going to say five or six, but still. He... Uh, he is a uh, man. He's a uh, he's a great guy. I can't wait to have him on and way over there. I can't believe we're on episode one thousand and three before I have Cy Seymour on. Guess what? Who we're gonna have on Friday show though? Lay it on me, man, dude. Terrence Copper. 
Get out, Former EC, yeah. and I, much like what I was talking about, how Lynn Hartzell set this, basically set this up with me and yeah. Sean. You always bring us good guests. Scott Whittington has done a good. Scott's the one who set this up. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Scotty Bugatti. How about that with uh, with Terrence Copper? So uh, very the excited legend. about that. That'll be on Friday's show. We'll have uh, Jason on tomorrow. I think I'm going to have a big uh, North North South North basketball game is uh, this Friday night. We're going to have it right here on 960 Bet on the Bull, BetOnTheBull.com, and uh, uh, we're going to try to get both those coaches on for tomorrow's show. Good stuff. So, good stuff. Yeah, Always excited. good stuff, man. You, you're killing it, man. And hey, just, dude, how much fun? Now, I, I mean, I got to play fanboy a little bit here. <laughs> um, it was so much fun listening to you and North – last week on the thousandth show yeah. and um that that was really cool man um you know and, and it, growing up in eastern north carolina and i've said it before that you know wcti always sort of they were they they provide the best coverage for carter county and down east of the local uh news outlets and and i've told it before and i'll continue to say it i feel like you know we've got three really good um, local news outlets yeah. here in Eastern North Carolina, but um, you know, Skip Waters, uh, you know, West Go Forth, you know, Brian North, um, you know, they they've done some really wonderful things for Eastern North Carolina, and to, to get to to hear you and Brian waxing on here, that was good stuff. And uh, well, he's a know. good dude too, man. Not, I hope it comes across when it, he, it really you know. it does, yeah. and you know, and it's in my opinion. And you know what opinions are, but um, yeah, he he's not a a, a native East Carolinian. You know, see the other Paul. That's I, Tony. Steve. <laughs> They're trying to talk to each other mocking, through the door right he's now. Being mocked on the other side. Yeah, but um, but oh, please continue. But yeah. yeah, but you know what I find really impressive about Brian, and you know the same can be said for you is, you know, people that come into an area, and you know, ingrain themselves into the culture of Eastern North Carolina rather than come to an area and try to um, make Eastern North Carolina more like where they came from. Yeah. Yeah, that that doesn't work. And and it's it, it's easily um, detected. And, and, and you can tell by the way people react to them. Um, yeah, and I've mentioned her on the air before. She's unfortunately since passed. But Kathy Joe Fulcher, uh, she worked for Parks and Recreation in down East Carter County. And, yeah, she opened the gyms for us at, at Atlantic Elementary School as kids and, you know, far more often than she got paid for. But through social media, I mean, every time Brian would post something or, you know, anytime something was newsworthy, she would – you know, re- comment on Brian's, you know, post or, or, you know, do a post herself, you know, um, you know, tagging Brian and, you know, it really, two parts about that impressed me. She was a true blue down East rough and gruff lady, no, you know, junk and, <laughs> and she good self editing. Right. There. I like know, that. And she, you know, and and she was well invested in Brian North. And the other part of that was there was no reason that Brian North should know who she was. There was no reason that Brian North should comment on her posts or do anything because there was no benefit to his career, but he always did. Yeah. And, and that, to me, showed 
a lot about the character of who he was and and yeah and to see the friendship that you guys share uh you know that that completely reiterates uh what i already thought well i didn't really even mention when i had him on uh or the times i've had him on the like the first did i ever tell you about the first time brian north and i met i feel like you have i can't remember maybe i have but uh i had not been here but i don't even know maybe a month at that point and uh, I wanted to do a tag along. I got to tell you, man, the, the job that he does with the blitz, you know, Oh, it's by a, the way, you've got a shirt right there. Oh, yeah. Make nice, sure that's it. Nice. And if it's not, then there's one in the uh, box. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 mine must be in the box. Okay. It must be in the box. Cool. Then. Right, but, cool. uh, but he's got you one in there, but, uh, but just a great job he does with blitz. Yeah. Listen, nothing against what, uh, Brian Bailey does at Channel Nine, or Billy Weaver, uh, what, former uh, sports guy over at uh, Channel Seven. But I watched all three of them, and I just—I didn't know any any of the three. Didn't know them from anybody. And I got in touch with North, and I'm like, you know, hey, I'm the new sports editor here in Kinston. I really enjoy, you know, what you did with, uh, you know, with the Blitz. Would you mind if I tagged along with you, you know, uh, one Friday night? I think I got in touch with him like on a Tuesday. He said, hey, ride with me this Friday. So that's what I did. Instead of covering a game that night, because I was still relatively sure. new here, yeah. I drove down to Newburn, jumped in his truck with him, and uh, I had the bejesus scared out of me about 18 times. <laughs> you, got, you got the grand tour. The grand tour. <laughs> Dude, how that man is still – and he drives like that all the time, as I've gotten to know him through the years. Uh, now, he's talk, he talks himself out of a ticket about three or four times a year. We'll just say that. And I think I drive fast. You see what I drive I out do. there. And, I, I you know, I man, I ain't got nothing on Brian North, okay? But anyway, I had fun that night. hung out with him that night. Went back to the station. Watched him put everything together. And uh, and then, like, just a friendship was sparked. Uh, and we've been – Dear friends ever since then. I mean, That's we've awesome. hung out quite a bit. Uh, you heard it. I don't know if you heard him talking about my 45th birthday uh, when uh, Tina rented a limo. And we really can't go into many more details than that, okay? Uh, we It was uh, after a Kenston High basketball game. She surprised all of us. Well, they all knew about it. I didn't yeah. know about it. But I'm walking out of Kenston High School, and uh, there's a limo sitting out there after a game. And so we all jump in, me and her and uh, John Dawson, Jonathan Massey, Brian North, Janet Sutton, you know. Yeah, I uh, Janet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we saw her at the wedding. She was at the yeah. wedding, too. But uh, all of us, we get in together. We we hit a couple places here in Kinston, and then we go to New Bern, and then everything went downhill from there. I mean, it was fun. Fun was had, Mike Martin, let me tell you. But uh, uh, we may have imbibed a little too much, okay? It happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. But. yeah it was it was fun that was a fun night but man the thing about brian north is it's a, a lot like you i mean he you know he's he's got position in the community but he acts like he is or not acts i mean he is he, he treats everybody kind of like what you were talking about your friend uh, miss fraser i guess down in uh yeah. down east I don't care if you're the ball boy on a football team or if you're the head coach of the ECU football team or basketball team or whatever. He treats everybody the same and makes you feel like you are so important. And that's I think that's one of your strengths too, dude. Well, well and I mean that's, that's how you say but you, you, make, you make everybody feel important and he does too. And I think that's one of his strengths. And I think that you you know as well as I do in today's society it's becomes more and more difficult to find people like that. Uh-huh. Um, 
And yeah, and for whatever reason, I, I think that um, you know, I I, I I think that social media is to blame for things like that as well because you're always trying to be part of the group that has more clicks. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it, it's it's refreshing to interact with a guy like Brian Brian Squared, both of <laughs> you that you know that that recognizes that all people have value. Yeah. He does the best. Listen, you've already got somebody uh, messaging at you here. And oh. I, he, he's uh, dot, dot, dotting it right now. I got to know what it says. Michael, you're describing dit dots. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I don't know what that means. He said, Brian is not. He said, Brian North is yeah. not. And I sent back dit dots and he's typing. What? I don't know so, what that is. So a dit dot and a ding batter. These are phrases that are used down east to describe people who uh, move in and, <laughs> um, and, and try to to claim themselves as as being natives oh, or whatnot. Okay. But, I've never heard that before. Yeah, Dit dots. yeah. Well, but look, if you, I need to. <laughs> we, you and I need to take a tour down east because uh, if you you got East Carteret, you're just you know at the tipping tipping point. So, uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's a pretty accurate description. Um, Dit dot is a uh, that that's a a better version of a ding batter. Well, this is a, in fact, uh, I told you he was typing while you were uh, talking there. This is what he said, and almost exactly what you said, dude. People who try to come into an area and make it their way instead of blending in, they like to say, and he's got in all caps, their way is better. I didn't know that had, I've, you know, we've heard of, sure. you know, usually I call those people carpetbaggers, yeah. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Pieces but, of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Good self-editing again. But uh, I've never heard that before. Dit dots. Yeah, yeah. I, 55 years old and I'm still learning stuff. I'm going to send okay? you the link. There's a great um there's a great documentary that uh it was on PBS for quite a while. It's called The Carolina Brogue and it's a uh, documentary done by a, f- a former student at Chapel Hill about the uh the language of down east and it, it's there's probably they talk about about a half a dozen words or more in it that uh that don't exist in the english language and uh it, it's it's a neat documentary you should definitely uh check it out it's it's pretty cool well very good well i'll tell you what uh let's take a second let me tell you about underdog fantasy hey sports fans this is brian hanks i've been around the fantasy sports scene for a while and let me tell you underdog fantasy is a game changer their pick em games are really easy to use Just pick between two to five players, then select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats. If your picks hit, you can win big. The best part is it's completely legal in North Carolina. Go to their easy-to-use mobile app or to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with promo code HANKS, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Plus, they'll give you a special pick of higher than 0.5 yards to use on your first pick of entry. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code HANKS, to get your first deposit of $10 or more up to $100 doubled, plus your special pick. Remember, you've got to be 18 plus and in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates and terms apply. If you're concerned about your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. I was shocked how easy it was to sign up and start playing. Once I made my deposit, they doubled it immediately. Sign up today at underdogfantasy.com and enter the promo code HANKS. That's promo code HANKS at underdogfantasy.com. 
Com. So if you want to play, that's the easiest way to do it, okay? And I've got to tell you, I, I've got to brag. The other night, uh, I've played four times now. I'm not somebody that's going to – now, Jason Bryant is playing every day, two or three times a day, I think. Well, I've only played four times total since I signed up late last week. And uh, I'm already in the plus, dude. I do 25 bucks at a time, but I won 150 the other nice. night. Yeah, nice. on one. So I'm, I'm 50 to the good right now. But, again uh, – it, it, dude, it's fun. I mean, if you like fantasy sports, uh, jump in there, Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, use promo code HANKS, and uh, you can, uh, you'll get $100 free. Nice, nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, ba, 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 I tell you what, let me, thank you, uh, let me tell you about Lenore Community College real quick, too, before we jump in and everything here. For more than 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses, uh, either one right here in Kenston, over in Snow Hill or Trenton, Find out how you can change your life today in spring. Late registration for spring registration is still underway. I think it ends tomorrow. Classes have already started, but if you're like me and you're a procrastinator, you can still get in at Lenore Community College. And, uh, again, give them a call at 527-6223. Tell them that Brian Hanks and Mike Martin sent you. You don't mind Come if we tell them that. Come exactly. on down. Come on down. Oh my goodness! Where, dude? So much to talk about. Uh, well, hey, go I, ahead. I, yeah, no, I no, no, jump please. Because I, you know, I do come on here to talk about golf. Uh, you know, that was how I initially got this little gig. <laughs> um, but um, it, it, some the two uh, most recent tournaments uh, played on the PGA Tour, uh, the Tournament of Champions that starts the season off. And then the century. This is the Hawaii swing, which is you know it, it's it's pretty neat. But um, Chris Kirk won the the first event, the Tournament of Champions, and then uh, this past weekend, um, Grayson Murray won the century. So Grayson Murray is actually a North Carolina native. Uh, he went to Leesville Road High School in Raleigh. Uh, he attended. Um, uh, Wake Forest, East Carolina University, and Arizona State. Um, and uh, but it, the similarities between these two guys is kind of neat. So um, two weeks ago, after Chris Kirk won, um, <clears throat> there was sort of a a, a a a lot of talk about the demons that he had battled. Chris Chris Kirk, oh uh, eight, oh nine, something like that. Um, won four times on tour, made the President's Cup team, and and his career really seemed like it was on a a, a great trajectory. And he and he sort of fell off, and and yeah, and it, yeah, he was a guy that you would see, you know, in the leaderboard from time to time, and 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 may you know catch fire, but um, just hadn't had a win. And um, after the win, um, he had last season that got him into the tournament of champions. Um, he he went on to talk about his struggles with alcoholism and and the demons that he had battled and um, and how he had overcome that and and that 
prompted, you know, his sort of resurgence on the PGA Tour. And, and then coincidentally, you know, this past weekend, you have Grayson Murray winning. And, you know, for those of us um, that follow golf, you know, fairly well, Grayson Murray was, you know, a, a tremendous amateur player. He uh, four-time amateur winner um, and, and just appeared to be a, a guy that was really going to, you know, have a strong professional career. Yeah, and he had won a time or two, but, I mean, I think four victories uh, prior to this past weekend. Um, but he was primarily known for, um, you know, his boorish behavior. Um, you know, he, he had a caddy quit in the middle of a round. I mean, in the middle of a round. In the middle of a round, um, you know, he had uh, – just put a pin in that for a second. How bad, as someone, you know, you're a big golfer and a big golf fan yourself, how bad do you have to be I don't, to make a caddy quit? Mike? I don't know that I have heard <laughs> of it happening three or four times in all the time that I've watched golf. And every time other than this, to my knowledge, it was they it was due to health reasons. Now, it could have been other things, but, you know, but – uh, you know, he was he was uh, very outspoken in an inflammatory way on social media, and um, and and probably most most known for um, a, a terrible scooter accident that he had down in Bermuda, um, leading up to the to the Bermuda tournament uh, a year or two ago, and and and, and that. I mean that he was pretty severely injured. If you go online and you look at the photos, I mean, he he was busted up pretty good. But um, but after uh after the tournament this weekend, he came out and said that he had been sober for eight months, and you know, and and was you know trying to overcome the demons that he had struggled with, you know, and. Yeah, and he talked about the depression, the anxiety that he had dealt with, um, and and so consequently, you know, on this show we've had some conversations about um, the things that that I've struggled with, and and you know, other folks have struggled with, and it, I feel like it's really great when you when you read about or you hear about these guys, and and certainly, you know, they're professional athletes. And in my opinion, but, you know, but they're guys that are not, you know, top of the leaderboard that you're going to read about every week. But, but to hear guys that are overcoming, you know, adversity, um, substance issues, you know, alcohol issues, I shouldn't say substance because that gets into a whole other thing. But, you know, to, to read about and to hear about these things, yeah, I felt compelled to come on this morning and and you know and share the stories of of Chris Kirk and Grayson Murray. As I said, Grayson Murray, North Carolina native, Raleigh native. About how old, approximately? I think he's in his early thirties. Okay. Um, and 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 Chris Kirk, uh, Chris Kirk, one of, part of the Georgia crowd. I mean, he went to the University of Georgia, and you know, if you follow uh, golf at all, you know that. There's a lot of uh, University of Georgia players on tour, and that uh, and 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 that's a pretty strong fraternity of guys. But um, but I just wanted to jump oh, on and cool. share that, and give oh, you a little great. update on 
on you know the the Hawaii swing um this uh this weekend uh they um they'll be back in uh in the uh, continental United States uh starts the California swing and uh I'll keep you posted. Where it's warm. It is warm. It's warm. <laughs> Not like I, it I is here. You, well go it, ahead. It, it was pretty uh it, it was it, yeah people were like why do, why do you watch these tournaments and I'm like well when it's 30 degrees outside and it's you know something on tv where the sun's shining and it's clearly you know warm and comp you know that 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 looks mighty good but uh but no it's um just two stories i thought would uh, well i want you to i don't know how much you know about and i gotta tell you i think we've talked about have we ever talked about steve zabin before a guy that i listened to out of dc yeah 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 love his show in fact my show he's got this thing called the uh, the zabe cast that he does every day, and as Linda will tell you, I mean, I listen to it every day throughout the house. It's about usually 35, 40 minutes long, and uh, just very good. We'll talk more about that, but it's this story is not about Steve Zabin. It's about a story Steve Zabin shared about Chris Kirk. Uh, like you said, with him winning the, that, that tournament of champions, he shared a story about him, and I didn't know about the substance abuse stuff. I really didn't, but he shared a story about him, Mike, that uh, he got bored in the off season. Not that there's a long off season in uh, in golf, but <laughs> but but during this past off season, he shared a story that he had heard or read or something. That I guess he's a right-handed golfer, Chris Kirk. <laughs> yeah, is. He, he started playing left-handed. He started. He played for like three <laughs> weeks. You good? Uh, he played like three weeks left-handed. Yeah. Yeah. How I mean, it's hard enough because he wanted to see if he could break the bar left-handed, and guess what? He did. He did. The sim- how and right. okay as a golfer, how insane is that? Yeah, I mean that's one of those things where yeah, I think <laughs> I think we need Marshall and John Marshall in here to uh, to to enlighten us on that. But I mean, I, I'm I struggle right-handed, so <laughs> but but the symmetry of your body and and the hand eye coordination and all the things that would go into to being able to do that it is just it it yeah for folks out there that say golfers aren't athletes and so forth and so on i mean Whatever. that right there yeah. is is pretty amazing and and um yeah and i think that it, it shows the the type of uh I mean the muscle memory, the things that it takes to to create a, a a golf swing. What would Mike Martin shoot left-handed right now if you went out to KCC? Oh, and- I, you couldn't tabulate because I would never <laughs> make it. I would I would quit long before I finished the 18th hole. Yeah. But um, I I would probably make it to my house on the second hole and go home. But um, but yeah, I mean it, it's just like I said. I think it's important to I think it's important to share stories like that. Um, because there's so many folks out there that are struggling with, you know, their own demons and, and, you know, and to hear about these guys and look, they, they have access to things that a lot of other guys don't have access to, but, um, you know, for anybody out there listening that's struggling with anything, you know, there are people out there that care. There are people out there that will support you and that are right here in our community and, and, and myself being what I'm, you know, pick up the phone, give me a call, shoot me a text. Um, and, and, and I'd love to listen to what you got going on and try to be there to help you. What I've always appreciated about you. Well, very good. (laughs) Tell you what, uh, before we jump into other stuff, I do need to get, give everybody an update on what happened in high school basketball last night. 
Kenston's boys and girls swept Wallace Rose Hill last night. The boys won 71 to 64 against Wallace Rose Hill. And that, if you're like, man, that's a close score. It was a close score. They trailed the entire first half, half the Vikings did, uh, but outscored uh, Wallace Rose Hill 26 to, uh, 26 to 9 in the third period and then held off uh, Wallace Rose Hill there at the end. They're now 12 and 3 overall. Kenston is. They're 5 and 0 in the uh, East Central 2A. The girls won last night. They won 49 to 36 against the Bulldogs. They're now 10 and 6 overall. They're 2 and 3 in league play. And Kenston, they are now off the rest of this week. They will travel to North Lenore uh, next Tuesday. Uh, North Lenore, uh, the boys lost at James Keenan last night, 55 to 33. I really want to thank uh, Copperhead Lofton for uh, uh, for let, giving me that score. I texted him at, I don't know, about 6.15 this morning. He te- That's what I love about our coaches, and they text me right back. But uh, they lost last night 55 to 33. They fall to 5 and 10 overall, 1 and 3 in the East Central 2A. The North and North girls won, and thank you to Coach Howard Woolley for uh, returning my text this morning. Uh, they won 40 to 33. They are now 5 and 9 overall. They won their first game in the East Central 2A, and both of those teams will play at South Lenore on Friday. South Lenore uh, last night, tough game against uh, East Duplin. For the boys, they fell to 3 and 12 overall, 0 and 5. In the East Central 2A, uh, they lost 76 to 60. And thank you to Coach Thomas Earp for uh, returning my messages uh, this morning. Uh, The girls lost last night 52 to 28. They fell to 5 and 9 overall, 1 and 4. And as I said earlier, do not forget uh, this Friday night right here on 960 Bet on the Bull, uh, uh, 960 AM, and then betonthebull.com. Barry Stallings, Jason Bryant. I don't think Harlan's going to be able to be there this week. Uh, so, uh, Mike, if you want to do some, uh, color analysis on high school basketball, they, uh, they might be able to use you over at South Lenore this week. I think somebody will be awfully disappointed, <laughs> awfully disappointed, but North Lenore, South Lenore, big game, uh, big games, boys and girls this Friday night down in deep run parrot Academy, uh, man. And I know your heart is near and dear. last night. Were you there? I was not, but I, 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 I watched a little bit of uh, uh, Michael Humphrey's uh, coverage okay. of it. And well, they uh, lost for the seventh straight game, <laughs> 10 out of the last 11. I feel bad for Clay Harrell. I mean, I know, listen, they're a very young team. He said that yeah. when he came on the show Absolutely. in the preseason. They're going to get it turned around, but they're 3-10 and 10 overall right now. Uh, they lost last night 51-32 to 32 against Wilmington Cape Fear. Uh, the girls uh, did not play last night. It was just a boys game only. Uh, the girls are 1-11. They do take on uh, Wake Christian Academy. Uh, the boys and girls do uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night. And then they're home against Coastal Christian also uh, on Friday night. Bethel Christian Academy, uh, their boys lost to Hilltop Christian out of Fuquay Verena. They fell to 4-11 and overall. They lost that game 63-40. to The girls, this sounds like a slobber knocker, uh, Mike Martin. The girls lost at Bethel Christian Academy 24-16. to <laughs> Football, when you cons- football, basketball. <laughs> when you consider it's thirty-two minutes in a yeah. in a game, uh, twenty-four to sixteen, I'm a just defensive saying, you let- battle. Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth because we got to find positives. It was a defensive battle. Uh, the Bethel boys fall to four and eleven. The girls fall to three and six. They are at home against uh, Liberty Christian out of uh, Richlands on Friday. Although the girls play at Newburn Christian Academy on Thursday. Green Central was off last night, uh, but they will be at home against Washington today uh, in uh, Eastern Plains two A action. The boys are seven and eight. 
two and one in the conference. The girls are four and ten. They're one and two in the conference. Uh, Aiden Grifton, uh, they have been. They were off from the middle of last week, and they don't return to play until Tuesday, January twenty third. I don't wow. know if exactly. I don't know if they are uh, exams or what's going on over in Pitt County, but. The Charger boys are 11 and 5 overall, 2 and 3 in the Eastern Plains. The girls are 2 and 14 overall, 0 and 5 in league play. Uh, Jones Senior was off last night, but they'll be at Northside Pine Town tonight. The boys are 8 and 6 overall, 0 and 1 in the Coastal 1A, 2A. The girls are 4 and 9 overall, and they are 0 and 1. And uh, as I look real quick, hometown heroes. Nobody played last night. We've got a lot of games and stuff going on, but I got Mike in here. We got a lot of other stuff to talk about. But uh, Brandon in New Orleans, they play today versus Charlotte. Reggie in the Houston Rockets, they play uh, at New York tonight. Uh, Damian Dunn and fifth-ranked Houston Cougars are going to try to snap their two-game losing streak uh, today on ESPNU at 9 o'clock. Uh, Trez in Georgetown, <clears throat> excuse me, Trez in Georgetown, they are at Xavier Friday. Uh, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd uh, coming off their first loss since November they play at home versus St. Augs on Thursday, and uh, that pretty much. Uh, do you remember Virginia Edmondson at uh, Parrot Academy? Don't. She graduated in 2020. Okay. She a heck of a player. Uh, someone uh, uh, alerted me to her that she is playing at Montreat College up in the mountains. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. She had 30 points uh, <laughs> on Saturday and oh. is leading the Cavaliers, the Montreat College Cavaliers, and scoring at 19-9 a game. Uh, also, uh, second rebounds, first in steals, second in assists. Uh, I'm going to try to get her on the show. Uh, I remember uh, Junius uh, did a couple of things with her. Uh, he was, she was his player of the year back in 2020, and nice. was just an amazing, amazing player. So, I'm going to get up with Montreat and probably try to have her on. We, we're booked through the rest of this week and even early next week, but probably maybe the middle of next week we'll try to get her on. Uh, so there you go. Those, there's your hometown heroes. There's your high school <laughs> basketball update. And uh, where where do we go next here, dude? Uh, I've got NFL on tap. It's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, you know, I, I know this house is uh, is Raven Central. I, they've got to be feeling a little bit of a uh, little anxiety, though. I think uh, the, now, the don't Texans, get Scott all don't get Scotty Boy all fired up in him coming in here, okay? Because well, the Texans have looked good. They have. The Texans have looked really good, and uh, you know I think that um, I, I think I think there's going to be some exciting matchups this weekend. Um, uh, and let's tell everybody what they are. Uh, starting on Saturday at four thirty is uh, you what you were just uh, referring to there. The te- oh boy, oh, look here, here he goes. Golly, buddy, run a brush through that hair. <laughs> he's on. He's on his way to class right uh, now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Texas, uh, the Houston Texans take on the Ravens. That is at 4.30 on Saturday. That game will be on uh, Channel 9, or uh, I'm sorry, Channel 12. WCTI will also be on ESPN. Then the, on Fox that night, the uh, Green Bay Packers, fresh off their upset of the Dallas Cowboys, which I got to tell you, I did not see that one coming, Mike. Uh, it, let's get the schedule first. We'll break down these games. Then uh, the uh, Tampa on Sunday at 3 o'clock, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, will be going to Detroit to take on the Lions. You talk about just a uh, good story, man. I think uh, other than the Ravens, of course, because I'm contractually obligated to be, you know, a quasi-Ravens fan. Dude, I love the whole Detroit Lions story, though. I do, too. I do, too. And, you know, I've said it on countless occasions that, you know, whenever – 
oh gosh, the the HBO Hard Knocks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Every time a team is on Hard Knocks, I I <laughs> I, I drink the coach's Kool Aid. I do too. Like I loved Robert Sala. I thought Robert Sala was going to be you know a, a great story with the Jets. Clearly, that's not worked out that way. Um. I really I really loved the the Dan Campbell. Um, season with the Lions, that the they knee did on hard not Yeah, and I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's he's a throwback coach in my opinion. I mean, and and he's unique in terms of the fact that I feel like he is, um, old school. Like he will chew your tail, <laughs> but but he also you know, but he also has some of those players, you know, coaches' qualities. It's um. I, I just find I, I find that team um really really easy to cheer for. Um and you know, it's uh it's a great time it's a great time for uh for NFL football. There's some great stories out there on the field and then, you know, there's there's some really interesting stories to follow off the field with uh you know the vacancies that are available, the the folks that are are you know looking for those positions, and you know it, it's um, the NFL, in my opinion, and and you and I have discussed this on numerous occasions. They have done a tremendous job of of cornering every market, you know, and and <laughs> and they fill every moment of the day with information of some type and yeah and and i i think that obviously money drives everything and and they have you know the espn and fox and all the other nbc and whomever else and peacock and amazon Uh, well and (laughs) yeah and it, it but but you're right so networks like peacock know hey look if we want to get in the game the NFL's the route to go to get there. You know, it, they can go and they can broadcast NBA, Major League Baseball, you know, NHL, any of them, and it's not going to move the needle. It's not going to make a difference, you know, nationally that a streaming network is broadcasting a playoff game of any type other than the NFL. They said they claimed 24 million people watch the uh this past saturday night on uh peacock i mean i was one of them so i mean i can't same but 24 million dude i mean you get 24 million watching a network show right now that's the number that's going to be a top 10 show of the year right if you you know say you get i don't know survivor or something like that and what's crazy is the top 50 shows i'm just echoing your point here mike the top 50 shows from last year 47 of them were NFL games. Yeah. And how it, crazy is that? Dude? Well, what my curiosity would really be on, uh, on that is prior to that game, what was the highest rating that Peacock had had? Yeah. Oh, they said this was, well, they said it set a streaming record for anybody, for Amazon, wow. for anybody. They set a streaming record. But uh, I tell you what, uh, Chiefs Bills. That's the last game. That'll be on uh, Channel Nine. And golly, you talk about another. That's the game that, that, that I, all. Uh, listen, these are all good games. I think I think the Ravens are going to have their way with the Texans. I really do. Uh, the Forty ers Packers. I don't think the Forty ers are going to have much trouble with the Packers. 
I think the Lions are going to pretty easily beat the Buccaneers. But to me, this Chiefs-Bills game is the one true toss-up game of the four games well, this coming weekend. So, yeah, a couple of things. Um, I will readily admit that I I have never been a fan of the Green Bay Packers. I don't like the Packers. You're like one I, of the few then. And I don't know why, but I just don't. And I guess it's because, yeah, I do have, you know, I, I'm a Cubs fan, and so oh, okay. Chicago sports, yeah. and but it, and I never liked Aaron Rodgers, and I like Brett Favre less every day. Yeah. So, but the one thing that I took away from from the Green Bay game, and and I think a lot of teams could learn from is, hey, guess what? Sitting your quarterback a year or two and letting them learn, letting them observe. It makes a difference. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, and, and you know, and what Jordan Love did last weekend, although I was listening to NFL Network yesterday and the phrase that was uttered, and this is going to hurt a lot of fans <laughs> in our listening area, was that they thought that the Cowboys, that the Carolina Panthers could have beat the Cowboys. Um, no. No, they could no. Carolina Panthers. It was not good. It was not the, the Cowboys were bad. They they I mean, were they were very very bad. And here's the thing with the Cowboys. And we if you listen to yesterday's show, goodness gracious, poor Richard Clark and I because he's a he bleeds, breathes everything. Uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys. We talked about them for about 25 minutes yesterday. We're I want to focus on the teams that are still in it, but yeah. I will say this. Uh, they go as Dak goes. Oh, I mean, no they doubt. really do. No I doubt. mean, no and, and he made a point too that I really, you know, I remember hearing about it, but I didn't really know that much about it. They were missing five defensive starters from the beginning of the season to the playoff game against the Packers. <laughs> they were missing five of their defensive starters. Micah Parsons, who I think was one of the best players in the NFL this year, not just defensive, but I'm talking about overall. Yeah. He had a subpar game. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but I texted a buddy of mine and I was like, uh, do you think Jerry James called Bill Belichick at halftime? <laughs> I'm sure he did, but who wants to go into that mess? Well, uh, but the, the big thing is Bill Belichick wants to pass uh, Don Shula, and he's, what, 24 games behind, 24 wins behind. Dude, he's going to get wins in uh, in Dallas. No doubt. Okay? I no mean, doubt. and no that, that would be, if that's what his motivation is, I think that's where they're, where it might take him. Real quick, we did this with Rich yesterday. I want to uh, put your feet to the fire here a little bit. Just quick predictions here. Texans, Ravens, who you got? I'm not talking about the spread. I know we're bet on the bull.com and all uh, that. I'm gonna, yeah, it, it's going to be the Ravens. Yeah, be I the think Ravens. so, too. But I think it's going to be a closer game than most people think. I do think that uh, D'Amico Ryans has done a great job there in Houston. Coach of the year, in my opinion. No doubt. And uh, yeah, and what C.J. Stroud has done there, I mean, yeah. is remarkable. So People need to remember, Mike. The Houston Texans had the number two overall pick in the draft this past year and number three. Remember, they traded up to get number two and number three. This is a team that was expected to win four or five games this right. year. In fact, I had heard, you know, with some of the people that I listened to, that they were in the running to be one of the worst teams in the no NFL, doubt. if not the no worst doubt. team in the NFL. No yeah, here they are. They finished 10 and seven, win their division, and then play in the, uh, and they're in the second weekend of the playoffs. 
You know who was the number one overall pick last year and uh, actually picked a quarterback ahead of Houston? Uh, and, I got a pretty and, good idea. And finished 2-15 and 15 this year, but doesn't have their own pick? Uh, would you like to guess who that is, Mike? The Schmerlina. <laughs> oh, it rhymes with Schmerlina. Danthers. Dan- <laughs> there you go. Uh, Texas Ravens. So you got Ravens, and I do too. And I think they'll beat the spread. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a 35-7 to 7 kind of game. But I could see it being thirty to thirteen. I really could. I could see it being. Nah, see, I disagree. I th- really, I, I think, I think Houston's gonna be competitive. I think that. Um, I think, I think it might be a good game. Although, you know, I, I think with the Ravens and Scotty Bugatti will <laughs> like this part. I, I think the underrated aspect of the Ravens is their defense. You know, it. You, you know, there's so much talk about Lamar Jackson, but. Yeah, the trade for Roquan Smith um, from the Bears, um, I, I think, was really a transformational um, acquisition for that team. And I think that, you know, it, I, I think that he gives them that Ray Lewis type identity. I'm not comparing him to Ray Lewis, so I don't want any of that. Well, he's not killed but, anybody. But, so, right, yeah. precisely, precisely. As far as we know. To my knowledge. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it is. It, it, it's a situation where, you know, I think that there's so much attention given to Lamar Jackson and, and, and all credit, he deserves all the credit he gets, but that defense is, is legitimate. And, um, you know, Patrick Queen, you know, Raekwon Smith and all oh, those guys tough. are, yeah. you know, and, and they're so strong up the middle, you know, tackle inside linebackers, safeties, uh, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, it's that's look at, a, you, look at you in your that, Baltimore Ravens. I, well, look, I, you know, I knew, I was and, God, and, and listeners, he's not looking at anything. He's <laughs> doing this off the top of his head. There's no way I can name all those but, players. But you know, I, I think that it's, um, I, I think it's important to to give that defense its due. But but I do think that there's a chip on the shoulder of the Houston Texans, and and I think it may show this weekend. I don't think they'll win the game, but I do think they'll keep it competitive. Well, seven is it opened it. This let me tell you something. Vegas is agreeing with you, Mike. It, the line opened at nine. As of right now, uh, it's seven and a half. So it has dropped. I mean, dude, uh, you drop a drop or go up a half point or a point. That's pretty big. This is a point and a half. It's already uh, dropped here in the last uh, couple of days. Okay, I want to quick hit these because I do want to get some ACC basketball talk in before yeah. we get Cy Seymour on here. Uh, real quick, Packers 49ers. Packers at 49ers again. That's the uh, 8 o'clock game on Fox Saturday night. Uh, 49ers favored by 8, and that's another one that it opened at 9 and it's dropped down to 8. Yeah, I think this could be an upset special. Only I think – I think having the week off can sometimes negatively impact the team. And, you know, I tell you what, Aaron Jones last weekend, that dude ran hard. And, you know, I I think that it's – I'm I'm not drinking the Brock Pretty Kool-Aid the same way everybody else is. Like, you know – He's a great story. He's done some some really neat things, but I'm not – I'm not drinking the Brock Purdy Kool-Aid. And I also hate the 49ers in the same way I hate the Packers <laughs> because I grew up a Dolphins fan, and they beat the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, you know, Dapper Dan against uh, Jay Montana. So you're hoping uh, Packers 49ers, just a big hole opens up in the middle of the field and both teams get swallowed up by it kind of thing? Yeah, I, That's how I am when Carolina plays Virginia Tech because yeah. I can't, you know, I'm not a big 
obviously big Carolina moving fan. On, and, moving yeah, on. Moving on. Moving on. There you go. <laughs> okay, Sunday, the uh, 3 o'clock game on NBC is uh, Buccaneers at Lions. And, again, the best story. Lions. And I, it, it, Well, I tell you what, it's a little bit closer. Now, that's gone up a little bit. It opened at 6, and it's now at 7. Detroit is favored uh, by a flat 7 points right now. And I I think it's what's, what it's going to be. I think the Buccaneers uh, played a very uh, – Talk about struggling just a team that fell apart. The Eagles were 10 and 1, Mike. 10 and 1. We were all declaring, myself included. Oh, the, the Eagles, they're, they're probably uh, going to make it to the Super Bowl. Dude, they won one game the rest of the way and then got blown out in Tampa last week, 32 to 9. Yeah. That, so who you got? Buccaneers Lions? I, I'm, taking the, I'm taking the Lions. Okay. Uh, and then the game, to me, I, I'm so glad they saved this for the last game of the weekend. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I, I hey, I'm here for it. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I think I really do. I think now uh, it's. Uh, I can't believe Buffalo's up to three and a half point favorites. That opened at two and a half, so it crossed the Rubicon over to the three, and then even added on that uh, half point too. So it is now three and a half. This is you were talking. You're upset. I've got the Chiefs winning that game, dude. I really do. I see, think see, uh, they've got the experience. Uh, they do have the experience. But here's here's my thing about the Chiefs, and I've said this about them. I mean, in the preseason, you know, how many players can you let go, and Patrick Mahomes still be what Patrick Mahomes is? Yeah. They have, you know, and Tony. They may have one of the worst wide receivers in the history of professional football. That dude drops. So many passes. Yeah. And, Who are you talking about? Uh, Rasheed Rice? No, no, no. Oh. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius. Oh, good lord. He's terrible. And then he lines up yeah. uh, in the neutral zone. Up, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's just <laughs> he's so bad. How that guy gets paid to play football is beyond my comprehension. But well, he's got all the talent in the world. He was a first round draft pick by the New, New York, York Giants. Giants. Yeah, man. And had all the talent in the world, and they gave up on him. And it looks like on a, Sundays. Except yeah. on Sundays. Exactly. But, so uh, who you got then? Chiefs, Chiefs. I'm thinking Bills. Bills. Okay. I, yeah, I, and I tell you, I, I said this yesterday, and I firmly believe this: that Josh Allen is the the white Cam Newton. And <laughs> that's so funny. Size, Richard and I said that yesterday too. Yeah. Size and you know he's probably not as fast as Cam was, but he's got some speed. And the thing that I said in that game um, over the weekend was. He slid and got hit and got a flag, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, Cam Newton is probably at some point in his I life." You gonna, didn't listen to yesterday's show, drink did you? To a straw because of the hits that that guy took, yeah. and never we said got that a yesterday. Flag. Yeah, and that's what drove me crazy. And I'm not a Panthers. I'm Panthers neutral, okay? But I like Cam Newton. You know, and I, I enjoyed watching him in mean, this big. He he's built like a linebacker. I mean, he's what six well, six five, two forty, and that's exactly the way Josh yeah. Allen is too. Now, the one thing that bothered me about Josh Allen was that uh, uh, that little f- when he acted like he was going to slide. That's the, and I love the that. No, but that should be illegal. No, that's a dude. Come on, man. You fake like you're going to slide. Defense knows if they even brush against you, they're going to get a, a penalty. They they pulled up when they saw him fake slide, and that's how he got his 60 yard uh, touchdown run, which was just frustrating me. So uh, anyway, tell you what, we are wrapping up our first hour. You're going to hang out with us, yeah, so, man. Yeah, uh, man. I love it. I love it. 
uh, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll probably wrap up uh, a little bit of NFL talk. We'll talk for a couple minutes about ACC because uh, Forrest Dawson has uh, uh, texted me about uh, uh, what happened in the NC. Did you watch the NC State Wake Forest game last night? I did not watch the game, but I just saw the video of what happened at the end of it. So. Well, Evidently, it was crazy last night. So we're going to talk about technicals a, by one referee. There you go. Uh, double text, too, at times, too. But uh, that'll be uh, – and then Cy Seymour from ECU. Those uh, – Mike Martin, Cy Seymour in the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.